Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, we're back with our loose lips. Hey, Georgie. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm doing good. Find out what made Georgie say this. This is how she's made a living, how she's made a millions, and what made Sharon say this. I can actually speak from experience to a certain extent because I was on a reality show that I co-created. How are you, Georgie? I see you all loved up all over Instagram and I'm oh. I'm loving it. I'm loving the posts. I'm loving the loved up couple posts. Thanks. I mean, I'm glad you've noticed. I am having the best time. I literally, I am loved up. I'm in love. Oh, I said it. I love love. I'm in love. And this was a quarantine love as well, which I think makes it all the more special. So many people out there thinking you can't find love in lockdown. Well, you did. I'm an example. I'm a great example of finding love in lockdown. (laughs) And you are glowing. You are glowing because of it. That's a good sign. Oh, thanks. It's great. I literally am getting so much. All I think about is rude things all the time. Like when I talk to you guys, I'm just literally talking about boobs, lubrication. Like why am I talking about I'm so sorry. (laughs) Can't help it. It's just because I'm getting some. (laughs) I know those are the parts that we cut out of the show. And now they're back in. (laughs) Look at that. They're back in. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, when you're in a happy relationship and you're really, really attracted to somebody, your mind just goes to a whole other place, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. And you know what, as well, like, I always say there's a triangle of life, okay? So when, like, my friends are having bad times or whatever, they're like, oh, this isn't working out, this isn't working out. And I always think you've got the triangle of your man, your friends, and your career. Yeah. And I've not seen my friends for ages because at the minute (laughs) I'm in work and I got a man. And sometimes it'll only work as the two points work. And I've just got to find a way of making all the three points work, is what I would say. Yeah, it's it's hard right now. It It's really hard. Same thing with me. I talk to my friends a lot on the phone or uh, via text or uh, Instagram, WhatsApp, etc. But the other day I was I was sitting here and just sort of out of nowhere, I just got this feeling like, wow I am so lonely (laughs) like just just this feeling of loneliness yeah just for a second because I'm all constantly in touch with people but I think because I don't see people very often like it just hit me like wow I'm so lonely and then I was like nope nope taking my my thinking to a higher frequency uh, and, and putting that out of my head because I know I can 
I can make the effort to go see a friend. It's just I'm being extra careful because of the time of obvious. Yes, and it yeah. is, and it, it messes with our minds because we forget that it's a thing. Also, yeah. don't forget like January is quite a sad time. It's known as like you know the worst month. We've got through January. Like yeah, now we're gonna see lighter days. We're gonna have more outings in the outside yes. because we've been. I feel like we've been through the worst of the seasonal depression time. So I literally have those times as well. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so alone. Or like, oh, God. Yeah, I'm that kid. Yeah. I'm that kid that used to wait for people to phone me. And I just sit and wait patiently and no one would phone me. I go, oh, staring at the phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so that, yeah. that's one of my New Year's resolutions is to like start the text or start the invitation of, hi, what are you doing? Because I never do that. I do do that. I don't have a, a problem doing that. But oh, then good. sometimes when I do that and then everyone wants to talk, I'm like, oh, I don't have the energy. I don't have the bandwidth <laughs> to talk to everybody. So yeah. I go through my my move. You were talking about, you know, we've made it through January and we have, and now we're in February. And February is usually like a really busy month where we're yeah. unconcerned and work and just, uh, there's, there's usually a lot going on, right? You've got the Grammys, you've got the Oscars, <gasps> yes! you've got the Super Bowl, you've got All Star yes. Weekend, and you've got Fashion Week, the first Fashion Week of the year. <gasps> yeah. And okay, a lot of that stuff is happening, but it's not happening in the same way. Outwardly, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the one good thing is you don't get FOMO, right? The fear of missing out because there's nothing going on. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so you're not upset, oh, we didn't get invited to that exclusive <laughs> party. Well, the, it wasn't happening in the first place, so you're okay. <laughs> that is a perfect thing of like I, I was out in LA I think and a few English people were getting invited to parties and I was like uh, and I'd have to message and be like guys I'm here too and you're like like yeah. beg for a beg for an invite which to yeah. be quite honest yeah. I wasn't really worried about I was like yeah I'm, I'm a beg for this invite and then yeah. I ended up going so actually when we're out of this I'm going to beg for invites everywhere I'm not even going to yeah. be scared <laughs> why not exactly it's, it's about just being fearless I think in, yeah. in 2021 there's there's nothing to fear and I'm somebody I mean I've gone to many parties like uninvited and just yeah. either I talked my way in or somebody else did it for me I remember we went to this exclusive Jay-Z party right I didn't even know it was happening my friends said come meet us and there's an event going on we get there I'm like oh is everything sorted they said oh no we're not on the guest list I'm like what oh yeah it's an exclusive Jay-Z party <laughs> so I don't know what my friend said I have no idea but all I know is when I walked through the door there were like three people there to greet me they got us a table they brought over some champagne I'm like what did you say he's like I'm not telling you so <laughs> you know it's always good to have a friend who's got the gift of gab for those parties that you don't get invited no. to right you, you never know what they're gonna say what's gonna come out of their mouth but leave it to them that's brilliant to do it, yes. you need a blagger in your in your party team a blagger exactly we were in LA and there's this one time do you remember when Kim Kardashian got married to that guy, the basketball player? Oh, yeah, Chris Humphreys. Chris, Chris Humphreys, Humphreys. Yeah. yeah. So I was staying in the same hotel as him, and this is like the blags. And I, do you know what I say? I'm quite... I'd say I'm the blagger of my group. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you are. You're the blagger. Okay, that's yeah, handy. I think I've gotten <laughs> into places and situations and think, I don't know how we've got here, guys, but just yeah. so. Yeah. So I was staying in the Mondrian on Sunset. Oh, if he listens to this, I'm screwed. Um, I love the Mondrian, by the way. 
Oh, it's the I could, yeah, I used to stay there all the time. So we went there and I had the key and I had two of my friends, two of uh, my male friends, we hung out there. So we saw that he was having a, a party in his hotel room. And so because I had a key, we chased after him. Um, you know, like just as they left the corner of the corridor, we just arrived. So we were just on the on their tails. Yeah, like we were just yeah. <laughs> So then we managed to get to the hotel door as it was open and we just put a little foot wedge in there. We were like, we're coming in. So three of us managed to step into his hotel room and there was like seven other people there. And we got into the room, right? This is awkward because nobody knew us. We knew that nobody knew us and they were all out on the um, balcony and they all just shut the glass doors and they were all looking at us through the glass doors. And me and these two mates, one just got a beer out the fridge. Another one just like <laughs> sat down on the bed and I literally just stood there like, uh. and then they all in outside on the balcony all decided amongst themselves to come in and go, um, excuse me, uh, do we know you? <laughs> and each one of us at a time turned around and went, uh, no. No, you don't. You don't know us. <laughs> and then, and then the same guy was like, "Could you leave?" And we were like, "Absolutely, oh. yeah, not a problem. Yeah, we'll just go." And we just had to oh go. Oh my god, <laughs> Georgie! I thought you were going to say you were about to walk into a party with like two hundred people. Come on, if there's just seven people, it there, was the like, most awkward room. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was like their friends and family. Like they knew we did, and we just literally walked in like. <laughs> oh no oh, oh my gosh <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of this um this party that i went to dj khaled's birthday party right oh, i was in yeah. miami we were there for art basel and i was actually there for work but my ex-boyfriend who was my boyfriend at the time he was out there as well and we were trying to figure out a good place to go and we heard about this dj khaled party that was happening near our hotel i said we're not going there because it's a dinner and we haven't <laughs> been invited he said yes we are I, he literally <laughs> dragged me out of the car because i was like i'm I'm not going to be embarrassed because some of the people there are going to know me and they might, I might get thrown out and this is going to be mortifying. He's like, no, you're, you're coming in. No, we're going in. That's what we're I say. going in. Yeah. And so we walk in and everyone's staring at us. Cause like, I didn't know anyone in that Khaled's there. I don't know Khaled. I know his publicist. He's there with his wife. It was like a family affair. <laughs> and it was just so awkward. But um, a hostess came over, greeted us, sat us down. And I was uncomfortable the whole time. They actually ended up having us dinner, but we weren't really speaking to anyone. I saw one person I know, Tyson Beckford. And that was it. I didn't know anybody else. But I was ready to, like, throw my friend's name into the mix because <laughs> he, he knows Khaled really well. Oh, Sandy yeah. invited us. Um, uh, yeah. Well, Sam's not even here. Um, so, so yeah. But I get really, I, I worry about those things. I really do. Because like, no, this is the best. This is the best thing. When I was uh, like younger, I used to blag my way to the front of the queue all the time. Now I can't do that because people go, "Who does she think she is?" When I was yeah. a kid, I was like, "I'm going in." Now yeah, it's like, yeah. and now they know you as well. You know, one of the most embarrassing things. I was in the UK and. I, some people knew me over there for BET. This was what I'd been doing BET. It was before HQ. And I went to a club, but I didn't think anyone was going to recognize me. And we, it was kind of late in the night. And I guess the club was sort of over capacity and the bouncer was being really rude. He was like, no, nobody's coming in. And I tried to talk to him. He didn't want to listen. He was very rude to me. And then a couple of girls were like, wait, don't you know who she is? And I was so embarrassed because they still didn't let me in. And I just had to leave with my head hung low. But I, I, I take comfort in this. It's happened to Diddy. It's happened to like 
everybody everyone at some point in time has been turned away so never feel bad no rejected at the door (laughs) you're on a list level that's what happens to them (laughs) we were in a prince party and somehow i guess i just knew the right person there and we got about 15 people in and it was a party a small party of like 70 people and prince was just on stage jamming all night but they left diddy outside for like a few hours apparently he was out there for a couple of hours yeah (laughs) All right, so it brings us to this story right here. According to reports, so Kanye West uh, feels less than thrilled that his marriage problems with Kim Kardashian are going to be featured on the show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, of course. And audience members, viewers of the show uh, are going to be getting insight into their marital beef, if you want to call it that, their relationship uh, in the upcoming and final season of the show. So the final series, they actually did the last taping just recently and Kanye wasn't there. Um, So lots to talk about here. First of all, just the fact that they're supposedly getting divorced. (gasps) Which Which I was shocked. Officially being confirmed. Oh, is it not? It hasn't. You know what, to be honest, shocked might be a strong word for me just because of everything that's happened in recent times, right? Mm. But they did seem like a really, really strong couple. She always had his back. Like, yeah. they always looked, uh, like, really good together. Uh, they were friends for years before they became a, a couple yeah. and, and got married. And they've got four kids. So shocking in that sense. But if you think about it this past summer, okay, he might not be thrilled that Kim and the others are going to be talking about it on the show. But I'm sure Kim wasn't thrilled when you talked about your personal business with her and oh, your daughter during yeah, a presidential campaign rally where you talked about the fact that you thought about aborting yes, your, first, very the, true. your first daughter when, when Kim was initially pregnant in 2012. Uh, and then what about the Twitter rant that came right after that as well? Oh, it didn't stop. So didn't also stop. he married into Kim knowing that she is a reality star. Like, hello. Yeah. Does he not know that this is what has been happening ev- all the time he's known her? This is how she's made a living, how she's made a millions, how the whole family have made their billions. So yeah. how can he all of a sudden be not thrilled? And like you just said, when you just outed all that gossip on when he was trying to run for president, which P.S., I'm really glad he's not. And and, yeah, and yeah, I mean, also, so there's limits of what she actually does in reality sort of ways and the way that she holds stuff back because she knows what she's doing. She's a businesswoman. I am shocked and surprised that they are. Like you said, she had his back all the time because he's done some tremendous things of like, she some of the stuff down. that's come out of his mouth has been, yeah. has been really bad. Even running for president in the first place, a lot of people were really upset that um, he would pull away some of the the people who would vote for Biden. But that that Twitter rant, he called Chris, uh, her mom, Chris Jenner, mm. uh, Chris Jong Un instead of <gasps> Kim Jong Un, right? Yeah. Likening her to the yeah. North Korean dictator. He said that he doesn't want her around the kids. He said that he's been trying to get a divorce from Kim ever since she met with Meek mill uh which i think was a couple of years ago just just really went on around and we know that he's had some mental health issues and yeah uh, we believe he's dealing with bipolar uh he also said on that rant that they're trying to get him locked up the kardashians are trying to get him locked up locked to up a mental institution yeah yeah so uh, i think what they were trying to do is get him the help that he he needs because well there's uh, children involved as well with. Yeah. yeah i think when there's children involved i think that's a bit of a 
uh, it, be, it turns into a different situation and a different scenario that what could happen and I think you know you don't want the kids being upset looking in the past and going what my dad did or what everyone's yeah. opinion because opinions stay on with the children but which shouldn't really happen and sometimes you do need to keep things indoors even though it's a reality show there's certain rules I think you should keep but yeah I mean also a divorce doesn't mean I always I just think when people do divorces why does it have to mean conflict and you know just so much pain sometimes divorces can happen on a mutual ground and be okay and yeah be cool so I just think they've got to remember that out of the spotlight there's still a couple and a man and a woman with children that they still yeah. have to keep sense in some ways. Yeah, and I, I think they've done a pretty good job of doing that because they haven't really spoken out about this. I mean, it just came out that they've been living these separate lives. So he's mm. been in Wyoming, right? Cody, Wyoming, where he has a giant ranch there. She's been in LA with the kids. And then, of course, they had their um, Christmas holiday and he wasn't there. And I was actually surprised by that because they do mm. have four kids together. But uh, that right there was the indication that, yeah, these reports are real, that they really are heading for divorce. But it will be interesting to see if they move on to, but I, I think it sort of begs the question, can any relationship make it through reality TV? Because they say there's a curse out there, right? That if you put your relationship on reality TV, it's just going to end. I can actually speak from experience to a certain extent because I was on a reality show that I co-created. And it was called <gasps> The Gossip Game. Yeah. So it's called The Gossip Game. Love reality shows. <laughs> It was on it was on VH1 and it was about seven female media personalities who cover entertainment and the competitive world of uh, of entertainment and of course they want to delve into our personal lives as well our love yeah. lives so my ex-boyfriend now who was my ex-boyfriend then but then became my boyfriend again during the show <laughs> yeah. um this is what happened there would be moments where you know we they wanted us to talk about what went wrong in the past so we're talking about it and then I say something about what he did that he's uncomfortable with. So he goes for the low blow and exposes something in front of the cameras that I really didn't want the world to know. So now I'm mad at him, I'm pissed, I'm not talking to him on camera or off camera. And it just kind of takes you down. It's like a snowball effect, right? (laughs) So I can see how people with the cameras there, you never know what's gonna come out of somebody's mouth. Um, or what they're uncomfortable with sort of after the fact. It's like, oh, you know, actually, can you take that out? Nope, that's good, juicy television. No, that's real hot right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the good stuff. So, um, so I can see, but uh, let's think. I mean, are there any relationships that have made it through reality TV? Kylie and mm. Travis, no. Kendall, no. But also I think as well with Kanye specifically, he's a rapper with like a freedom of speech that people would celebrate his talking like you know diverse what like language the way he speaks it's always been applauded and so with him freedom of speech in a different aspect of a different way in a different sort of outlet has been a bit Mm. and sort of has Kim kind of ruined his not ruined but you know like suppressed his career by telling him to stop being so outwardly speaking when really in all his rap songs in the Mm. past he sort of said whatever he's wanted and been celebrated and got loads of money and yeah created record deals from it so in a way I kind of think you're in love they're a a match but really what their inside their depth from where they came from is 
possibly quite different really and not understanding yeah. with each other that's so interesting you're right because everything that the kardashians put out is carefully curated yeah. right like yeah. by chris jenner we believe mm. um and kanye is somebody who just sort of goes with the emotion whatever's on his mind right now it's gotten him into a lot of trouble and uh you know rubbed a lot of people the wrong way but he is somebody who just sort of speaks from emotion and what's on his mind right now and it's not like carefully curated in the same yeah. way I will say this no matter what Kanye says and no matter who he pisses off like you just listen to one of his albums and you're like back on him because he oh. is a musical <laughs> genius and he yeah. is one of my favorite favorite favorites out there yeah. you know there is um one reality couple that's made it yeah. do you guys know Lisa Vanderpump oh yeah yeah Lisa <gasps> yeah. Vanderpump and her husband they're still together from what we know if you're a husband and wife in reality I think maybe if you know the secret rules of what you've got to do yeah maybe it works for example, I don't think I don't think I could get my boyfriend on the show because he just says what he wants and I literally have to be like, four second rule. Do not say yeah. what you're saying. They're right yeah. there. <laughs> but you know, that's what they, they look for. So I work on creating reality TV shows as well. And that you look for people who aren't so, you know, who are really candid <laughs> and will just say whatever because they do make for the best TV. I think the other stressful part about putting your life in front of the camera and your relationship is everybody feels like they know you, right? So um, <gasps> yeah. you will literally get thousands upon thousands upon thousands and thousands of tweets after a show that aren't necessarily positive and it can really have an impact on your life and it was just a small fraction of you might have shot a scene that took like an hour and then of course it ends up being about 30 seconds mm -hmm. and they show you know the the part that's going to get people sort of most into it and uh, which isn't always the the part that reflects you in the way that you want to be reflected I I remember with the show that I did the, the publicist at VH1 said, whatever you do, do not check your Twitter after oh. an episode. And I said, oh, I've listen, I've been on TV before. I've done this, been there, done that. It's not a big deal. I wasn't ready for it. It oh. was thousand. There was one day where I literally felt like I can't go outside. No. Because they made me, on that particular episode, they made me seem like the stuck up British bitch, basically. Because, you know, you know, if you're English, Paris. it's sort of easy to do. Let's make her the British bitch. <laughs> so it was just one episode. The next episode after that, everyone, love me again but that particular episode you really feel like oh the whole world is against me and you can imagine in a relationship if something is shown on screen and then everyone's attacking you on social media and saying this and that oh you shouldn't have done this to her you shouldn't have done that to him uh, and now you're going to feel that's putting pressure on the relationship mm. and it may not even really accurately display uh what happened between you two of course there's so many there's so many moments with you off the camera or like you said edited otherwise that will yeah. just not be but for the telly exactly. for the ratings yeah yeah so it's tough but you know what you can make a lot of money from it and meet a new guy if you have to so listen to letter number one from michelle hello georgie and sharon i'm going to get straight into it my brother's girlfriend is just bad news oh <gasps> i haven't met Ooh. her for obvious reasons, but she just sounds awful from over the phone. Rude to him, disrespectful, unkind. He's a 30 year old mm. man, so I can't tell him what to do. I just think he's making a mistake. You know what I would, I would say just first up straight away in my thoughts, if you're close to your brother, it would be good for you to keep close to your brother. So I wouldn't slag her off 
just yet. Yeah. I would want to be so tight to him that you listen to his problems, his worries. And I think if you slag her off, you're going to cause a divide and a separation. You're going to push him away. Yeah. Yeah. And he might know that she's an idiot or whatever, but until he decides, (laughs) I think you got to keep on side. I'm wondering how on earth you're hearing these full-on conversations. Ooh, like, yes. he, does, he, does he have you? Does he ever on speakerphone or are you <laughs> eavesdropping? Like, is he on the landline and you're on the other landline, like listening in? I'm, I'm just wondering. But I would say because you haven't met her, I would say don't judge too quickly because. Yeah. Maybe, first of all, maybe that's just how they talk to each other. And maybe he's a guy that likes a woman who, you know, is a little more attitude <laughs> side. Exactly. Some men like to cry, like babies. Um, uh, the other thing is maybe he was five hours, six hours late for her birthday dinner and she was in a bad mood that particular day. You never know. So I would say take the time to actually meet her, right? Because yeah. then you can make a much more informed decision because now you're sort of going off of a secondhand conversation. Um, meet her and, and, you know have good conversation maybe you can't meet her in person right now because of covid Mm. but get on a zoom maybe your brother can invite you find some excuse to get together on zoom and really feel her out but georgie i think you're absolutely right you can't go in and start you know slagging her off to your brother because he's just gonna look at you as someone who doesn't support him because if she makes happy at the end of the day you're not the one who has to end up with her right although you'll probably have to see her a lot um but if she makes him happy at the end of the day there's nothing more important than that if he's got a smile on his face and also you'll probably never know but she might be a bit overprotective and she might want the most amazing woman in the world and she might just need a little time to get like you know settled into relationship with him she might be a bit outrageous because of covid situations and if Mm. you're wanting the best of the best for your brother and maybe no one suits it and maybe maybe look at yourself sometimes and think am i a bit like too much demanding for my brother's wants exactly exactly because i i think back to my own situation i've had some um weird and wonderful boyfriends in the past (laughs) and my parents always held it in even if they didn't like somebody they held it in for years like my first boyfriend ever my first love uh my mom just recently admitted to me that part of the reason she let me come to america for university is to get me away from him (gasps) i had my suspicions but she never actually said it and she never told me she didn't (gasps) like him i had my suspicions because she very eagerly when i made a joke and said i'd love to go to university in america i mean i was joking (laughs) but kind of serious at the same time she was like okay Let's make it happen. She was a little too eager. Exactly. She was a little too eager. So I'm like, hmm, I'm putting two and two together. But she literally just a couple of months ago admitted, yeah, we wanted to get you away from him. Oh, that's so Um, nice. That's so so, cute. But my mum mum would always say to me, don't tell grandma anything bad about this boyfriend because grandma holds on to that and she'll hate him forever. And every time I speak about him, she'd go, oh, not him again. And he'd be like, grandma, he's in the room. Shut up. And then you're married with kids and it's like, yeah, that could get awkward. That's nice of your mom to give you that warning. Oh, yeah, but that's the rule. Like, don't slag off. Like, because you never tell, you know, other people about the good times or the things that they do, nice things to you. You always come away from it going, oh, they've done this and this and this. And if they told you about the great bits you do, you'd be like, oh, no, it's fine because they do this, so... 
remember exactly exactly and then they've got the full picture but it's mm. true we do tend to complain to our family members and our friends oh, i can't believe he did this again oh he's just not treating me right he got me nothing for my birthday yeah. and and then they're gonna have a lopsided view of what this person's like but you didn't tell them about the fact they he got you you know beautiful chanel outfit from exactly. head to toe for christmas which or is the same day as your birthday. Or that you one know, night like... he finger blasted you for four hours and it was the best oh, time ever. Oh, Georgie. You knew I'm I was sure your there. brother wouldn't you want to know that information. That was just, I knew, I knew it was And coming. you're not going to tell your brother that, are all right, so with all that talk, uh, Georgie, I think this is a great time to cut you short. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good fingering, don't we? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, let's get to the news. Phew. Talking of hearts, by the way, <gasps> reggae... Jean Page from Bridgerton. Wow, yes. is he not like the best looking man who's ever no. lived and breathed on this earth? It's been renewed for, for series number two. We just got the news. Of course, the show was released at Christmas time. It was an instant hit, 63 million households viewing it uh, in its first month. It's it's Netflix's fifth most successful original show so Amazing. far. Amazing. And the opportunity is to become the biggest. Uh, it's set in 1800s London, the Regency era, uh, and it's been celebrated for having a racially diverse cast, which we love, um, which, of course, is not normally a feature of a period drama. Now, some people don't like the fact that it's a racially diverse cast. And I don't oh. think it's because they're a bunch of racists. I think it's because... Um, they feel like it's not necessarily authentic and true to what was uh, going on in this country. Can but they get imagination, however, please? I know, <laughs> I know. One is it's, it's fictional, right? Yes. But two, what's interesting is some historians do believe that Queen Charlotte, who mm. is the queen that we see on the yeah. show, was mixed race. And Amazing. The, 
the makers of the show are like, well, she potentially could have had the opportunity to raise other people of color up in the yes, ranks in British society. So it's not necessarily that far-fetched. But take race out of it. I love the fact that you don't even see race because no. you've just got this melting pot. It's not even about race. Brilliant. And, and that's what I like, this world that they've created, yeah. reimagining Britain in those times um, where you don't see race. Although there is one episode where they bring it up and I kind of wish they hadn't because even the way they brought it up seemed a little irrelevant and almost like they were forcing it like I agree I don't want them to have to bring up a backstory of the reason why like I think I think this whole Bridgerton is brilliant because it's on the aspect of social climb and the social life of people of sort of who they know and the gossip and their um, backstory of what they've become and what money they've got and I think that is like you said brilliant like there's no race involved I didn't see it because I thought this is what it's not about and also their wigs oh my god with like their dreadlock wigs amazing oh, love him love him and the, just the costumes in general beautiful oh, amazing like do you know what I'm not really a fan of the cardboard straight down thing from the nipples like mm, really <laughs> but, I mean where's the waistline yeah like where's the in and out like I love the corsets but when it's like a yeah. like like a toilet roll dress. Like, Where it out. From here? I, I, I know yeah. what you're saying. I do know. Yeah. I like. I like a waistline myself. But yeah. Yeah, and and also like she is brilliant. Main um, Bridgerton. What's her name? Daphne. Daphne. Yeah, Daphne. The the girl who plays Daphne. The actress who plays Daphne. She is brilliant. She reminds me of Kira Knightley a little bit. Yeah. Does she remind you of Kira Knightley? Yeah. The lips. I think it's the lips, but she's such a great actress. For those who haven't seen the show, this is not good family-friendly fun. Do not sit down with your great-grandmother to watch Bridgerton. You will be horrified. You will be embarrassed. You will want to be swallowed up by the earth. And don't sit down with your kids to watch it either because, wow, can you, like... Those passionate scenes, those intimate scenes, it went a whole lot further than I would have expected. And it was great. Literally, when you're watching it on your own and then your mum comes in for a cup of tea and I had to pause it and she said, (laughs) she was like, George, why are you pausing it? I went, listen, mum, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm really into this. I've watched all the episodes. I'm on the last one and you're going to ruin it by going awkward and talking over it. And I'm going to have to tell you about the egos down and quite a lot in this moment. It's going to be awkward for both of us. So can you just leave the room, please? And so she left. Thank goodness. Because there's a lot of that, isn't And you there? got back to business. There's there's a whole lot of it. And I have to say, I also love the boxing scenes. One of my friends sent me a message and said, okay, you wait until you see the boxing scenes. Yeah. You're in for a treat. All, a bunch of friends were like, oh, we found your husband. This is who it's supposed to be. Reggae Jean Page. A very, very cute guy. And, um, you know, I, I'll say this, though. And this... I think a lot of people are going to be against me on this, but I loved the show while they were courting. But once they were married, they turned into a couple of annoying, spoiled brats. I know. With no patience whatsoever. It's like, okay, you're ultra sensitive. So you're willing to throw, trash the entire marriage because you're slightly offended over this person saying that, or you're not even going to have a discussion over this. And now you guys being mean to it. Now you're not talking to each other. Now you're passionate again. You're back on, Oh, you're off again. Look at that. And there was too much back and forth. Yeah. And and it wasn't believable. It sort of got 
Gossip Girl like. Yeah. And we all we love Gossip Girl, but you know, it got a little it. silly towards the end. It kind of got a little bit like that for me. The last two episodes. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think, but I also think I've seen this pattern in situations in a relationship where you both love each other so much, and you yeah. have this pride where you don't tell each other what it is that's annoyed you. And you know what I loved yeah. about Bridgerton, right? Is the language and the way they speak. And what I would do is sit there and reinvent it in my own words. So, <laughs> you know, the lady with the stick that brought him up and she's like yeah. in the carriage, like, if you're not gonna, literally she was basically saying, listen, mate, if you're not gonna like marry her or get with her or even show up to yeah. like, you know, taking her to the pub or out, then what's the fucking point, mate? I swear a lot when I, <laughs> when I think about this. But I literally, I love re-saying it all in the language of what is today and what had been said. You know, so the second season is going to be really different, right? So the books, each of them focuses on a different Bridgerton sibling. There are eight of them, right? So it was Daphne, who was the first one. Anthony, oh. Anthony, Anthony, Anthony or Anthony, however you want to say it. He's the older brother. He's the cock blocker, right? Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. And the second season is going to be focused on him. And of oh. course, he had his heart broken by the opera singer at the end of season yeah. one. Season two is going to be coming back and apparently has a new love. But are we going to be as into it if it's not around Daphne and Hastings? Yeah, tricky. But I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm hooked. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm into okay. it. But it's so interesting because we think it's difficult dating these days, right? Because we've got so much choice. I mean, imagine dating back in the days where you can't be alone with a guy for one second, otherwise you've ruined yourself and your entire family. You have to marry me, and you're destined for a life of shame. Imagine <laughs> that's it. Like, and also your mum going, right? I've made a list of men yeah. who are appropriate for you. He's really big yeah. on TikTok. He's got loads of followers. Right, so if we get him, he's, he drives a mint car, so like, get that one. Imagine being told, and then you have uh, to go and trap him or be like, kiss me, he's kissed me, he's gonna marry me, he's gonna marry me. Like, the absolute drama. Genius, I'm in. Next theme party, it's gonna be Bridgerton. List the letter number two from Angela. Hi, Loose Lips, please keep me anonymous. Angela will do. <laughs> I can't wait to see where you sit on this. I love not wearing makeup. Oh. Uh, it's taken me a while to get there, but I feel so comfortable without it, around people, out and about, whatever. But I still wear it to work because I feel like I have to. Now, I used to not question this, but now I am. Why should I feel like I should wear makeup to work? It doesn't make me any better at my job, does it? Well, if you're a makeup artist, I don't know. No, I suppose that won't change anything. <laughs> it, maybe if you're representing a makeup brand where you want to show off <laughs> the beautiful new eyeshadow, but outside of that, no. And I mm. love that. I love the fact that, you know, as we get older, we realize things about ourselves and we realize that, okay, just because society expects something from us doesn't mean we have to do it, yeah. right? It's sort of like discovering yourself and what makes you comfortable. Alicia Keys is somebody who's really been leading the way with the sort of no makeup <gasps> yeah. look, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. she's absolutely 
completely gorgeous. For the past few years, she's been doing it. And it's not that she's anti-makeup. She doesn't have anything against women wearing makeup, but she just made the decision after one particular shoot where she did it just with her bare skin, natural beauty. She felt so empowered and so free. And she decided to go in that direction. And even is brave enough to get up on television, to go to award shows, to host the Grammys, uh, either makeup free or with very, very little makeup. So I think it's a really bold move. And if that's what's going to make you feel good and you don't want to bother wearing makeup, go for it. Go for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I am. Um, so Sharon, I did the jungle. I was um, in the jungle once. I and, know um, you did. Yes. So being on telly and doing a job where you wear no makeup or like, no, where you wear makeup as a character or whatever, I can literally hide behind a character full of makeup. When I went in yeah. the jungle, obviously, I couldn't wear foundation, anything like that. So I was so yeah. exposed, except for my um, um, thing that I took in there was mascara, which I would have rather have took a pillow in. Anyway, it's another story. Oh, um, you can only pick certain things, right? Yeah, only like your yeah. yeah, like your treat or your essential thing or whatever. So I took mascara, yeah. which, to be honest, it was all right, but I wish I'd have took a sleeping bag or a dressing gown or something cute. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't think. So for me, I have been exposed to the nation without any makeup on. And once that happened, once you go to work with yeah. no makeup on, once you get that first day out the way of everyone going, oh, you don't look well, or are you okay? Once you get yeah. that out of the way of going, yeah, I've got no makeup on, so what? Then after yeah. that, you can always not wear makeup. It's just the initial thing yeah. that you're scared of is that one moment where you go oh and then forever after that you can go to a party then you wear makeup and everyone goes oh and you're like yeah now I've got makeup on or now I've not and I think yeah. that for me is like the nice reveal at the end or just the nice bit that you've not worn makeup and then it's a nice reflection. yeah to switch it up and, and, and change up your look if you like. I feel like everyone gets judged anyway. Uh, we as women just get judged. I think people just get judged in yeah. general, but women especially get judged of their look. So if you're not wearing enough makeup, they're uh, judging you on that. If you're wearing too much makeup, they're judging you on that. That's why I say, mm-hmm. you know, to hell with all of it and do what makes you feel yeah. comfortable. And if you can embrace your natural beauty and show it out there to the world, uh, yeah, you might feel vulnerable at first, but like you said, Georgie, at a certain point, you're going to feel like empowered. You're going to feel good about yourself. Um, so I say go for it. And uh, we're seeing more and more women who are who are doing that. So I love it. I don't know if I'm brave enough to go on camera I did go on camera with no makeup on because I was getting a spa treatment done for a show that I was hosting and they were like all up in my face getting the close-up <laughs> shots I'm like guys can we back off just a little bit <laughs> you know um because the thing is even if you wear just sort of normal makeup it looks like you've got no makeup on on tv doesn't it so yeah. it's like you need the extra heavy makeup for tv because of the lighting and all of mm. that kind of stuff so it's really a vulnerable position um to an empowering position to go out there like you did, Georgie, with no makeup on whatsoever. And I think it's brilliant. I love it. I mean, it wasn't our choice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Loose Lips with Sharon Carpenter and me, Georgie Porter. Bonus episode coming this Friday. Don't forget that. Extra lippy. And of course, we're back on Tuesday next week. So don't forget to subscribe, rate and review, because we want to hear from you at Loose Lips at createproductions.com and of course you can DM us anytime you like keep it clean guys at the Missy Porter and at Sharon Carpenter 
<laughs> you know I don't want you to keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> she wants those DPs. I want them in your box. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be yourself. <laughs> we'll see you soon, guys. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.